Rebecca and Michelle welcome you to Into the Blunder. Go. Continue. <laughs> I think. Did it happen? It's happening. Okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just. I just oop. I opened. I just opened um the wrong file folder, and I like went to Google Chrome by accident. And the Google Chrome, Google Doodle, is these two children playing basketball in a hut in the middle of winter while a man with a mustache stands in the corner and writes notes what and i'm trying to figure out celebrating dr james naismith listeners (laughs) if you know who james naismith is please email us we want to know says he was a oh he invented the game basketball fuck Okay, that's why. I was so confused. It's like the weirdest looking thing. Anyway. Anyway, hello. Welcome. Hi. We're back. <laughs> yes, we're back. What a great new year. We kicked it off with just... Nothing uh, for you well, guys. <laughs> some some shit and some crap. Holiday cheer. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, we're back. No we're, one no one could believe it. We couldn't believe it, but we're here. We're I back. I barely believe it still. Yeah. How do you do um, it? We're here to talk about... Thanks. Oh, I'm Rebecca. Oh, shit. Yeah, you, that's Rebecca. I'm Michelle. That one's Michelle. And we're here to talk about just mistakes that have happened throughout that other people have made, that we have made. And just and we'll just all learn together and we'll revel in it. This show is called Into the Blunder. It is, yes. Yeah. We're we're here. We almost called it something like Daniel of the Forgotten Sobs, but for, it's mm-hmm. actually called Into the Blunder. I have so, feel um, like we have this conversation at the beginning of every single episode. But you know, we have oh. to because what if someone's tuning in like this is their first episode that they ever listen to? I always you know? think about that because otherwise they're going to be confused and be like, what are these people talking about? Exactly. I feel like they're definitely confused and question what we're talking about anyway. But right. we move on. We But move we move forward. on. We go forth. Yep. So this week's episode, we're... We're shaking things up a little bit because Michelle and I are the laziest of the lazy bones. Lazy bones. And it's a new year and we've been on break and we don't want to do research. So (laughs) we don't want to do homework. We really just don't want to. We Uh, don't want to do it. And also because in our blundering journeys here um, creating this podcast, we've discovered a couple of blunders that are like we've passed up on, even though they're interesting because they're there Too isn't short. as much to the story. Yeah. To, to fill an entire episode. So together we have compiled a, a, a short list, you should say, because they're, really <laughs> short. <laughs> they're short blunders um, that we're each going to share. And it's just going to be back and forth talking about some really qu- some quick blunders. Okay. Yeah. Um, so who wants Michelle? We didn't talk. Usually we discuss oh, shit, who's going to go yeah. first um, um, beforehand, but we did not. I uh, I guess I can go. I uh, I can you go, go first. first. You go first. Okay. 
rapid fire here we go <laughs> current is, event i mean take your time Be, <laughs> don't feel pressured but yeah this is just a blunder jumble a speed note if you will yeah we we own this podcast yeah, we can do whatever we, we want exactly this isn't for you this, this isn't is for, for you yeah okay okay so this is kind of a current event so this i think happened last week i think it happened last week um police police in arkansas um arkansas little rock arkansas they um are looking into a viral TikTok video that many people believe showed Cassie Compton, a girl who went missing in 2014 when she was 15 years old. Very sad. I feel like I could go more in depth into that. But basically, the blunder here was that the FBI, they got involved to investigate this video and shit. And then another girl, like a couple days later, posted on Instagram saying, nah, you guys, that was just me. I know I look like the missing girl, but that was just me. That's what I'm um, known for. And this is also not <laughs> the first time that the Arkansas police have used TikTok to investigate a missing person's case. Wow. Blunder that's so, that's, um, Sorry, were you, were you going to keep talking? I've, I don't no, know. I just that was it. You. That was it. This speed, speedy, so speedy round. Speed, speedy, speed, speed round. Sorry to slow it. I was going to say that's interesting because um, I live in Seattle and within the past, past, whoa, I said that. Past, past. Within the past, past couple of months, someone posted on TikTok that they found a suitcase like by the like Seattle, <gasps> what do you call it? The shoreline. Okay. Yeah. The shoreline. Yeah. And when they opened it up, they found human remains. So, and it was posted on TikTok. Was I don't it? think they showed them. I don't think they showed the human remains, but they showed like these, I think it was like two girls found a suitcase. Mm-hmm. TikTok. I've seen the video too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So TikTok, I mean, every there's cameras everywhere. Didn't they find like multiple more like bags of human remains like near that area afterwards as well? I want to say yes, but that's based off of no factual information that I have. That just sounds right. Like right. I feel like I've heard that. <laughs> like nothing in this podcast. If you want facts, somewhere go up, go somewhere else. I mean, we have I have facts, but they're very they're broad. They cast a wide net. Mostly based on opinion. Opinions. I mean, opinions. It's a fact that it is my opinion that I'm pretty sure I've heard that. Great. Rebecca, you go. You go now. (laughs) I am. I I thought you were telling me like, you go. Okay. No, you go I will go though. Um, So I was going to say, because I've also realized I start the past couple of times, I think I've forgotten to cite my sources. So I'm definitely going to do it this time. So pretty much all of my blunders, except for one came from a book that my dad gifted or our father gifted me for Christmas. So thank you, dad. It's called Napoleon's Hemorrhoids and Other Small Events That Change History by Phil Mason. Yes. So I've cited my source. And then the other one, which I will read now is from Wikipedia. (laughs) Great. Okay. So this is involving the invention of a crispy treat called potato chips. So- Did you know, Michelle? No. Um, Potato chips were invented by accident and were originally commercialized by a name, a man named George Crumb. Uh, Crumb was a Native American, African-American chef who worked at a restaurant called Moon's Lake House in Saratoga Springs, New York um, in 1853, when one day a customer came in and was being super annoying and obnoxious and kept sending back his plate of French fries, claiming that they were soggy and flavorless. So in a bout of fury and frustration at this annoying <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm assuming it's a man uh, just as customer. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if that's, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm Rebecca. 
I'm sorry if that's sexist. This customer of unknown gender, Crumb, in a bout of frustration, cut the next serving of fries extremely thin and fried them until they were hard and crispy and drenched them in salt and sent them back to the customer who surprisingly loved them. Hell yeah. And George Crumb went on to found the Saratoga Chip Company and, <laughs> so commercialized, and commercialized potato chips. I love it. If I were that customer, I would be like so pleased and that would be awful because then I would feel like I could behave like that wherever I go. And yeah, I feel like what I if I was George Crumb, I would be like, I mean, I guess I'd be pleased because like the potato chips probably made him a lot of money. But also I'd be a little disappointed because I'm like, this was supposed to make you upset. <laughs> <laughs> and yet that's not how you're treating this situation. Dude. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, should I get Should I go to the next one? Should I do another one? Okay. Oh, go this one. Me. Okay. This one, this one's uh historic. So um, during chairman Mao's leadership in China in 1958, thousands of sparrows were killed because they were believed to be pests. Oh. And uh, of course, you know, they do some things, but they're not pests. They're just fucking out there doing their shit just a bird. as the, as the sparrows were uh, slowly dying off. Cause they were being like fucking burned with like uh blowtorch torches and shit Uh, like sorry flamethrowers um locusts (laughs) (laughs) and other insects increased and ravaged crops all over china and this led to the great chinese famine which killed 20 to 45 million people (laughs) flamethrowers why (laughs) because they thought they were pests and they were like fucking everything up but But they were actually the ones that were eating all the insects that would have actually fucked things up okay i get I get the why, but, like, I don't understand the, like, like, you go to, I don't know. I, why is a flamethrower the first, the, like, Sigourney Weaver fought a whole horde of aliens with a flamethrower, and I feel like that's the only time I've ever thought that was appropriate. Well, Rebecca, like, think about it. Sparrows are, like, they're they're mobile and they're they're airborne, right? So, like, you need, a like, a projectile of some kind that's going <laughs> to cover. To take them down. <laughs> take they are clearly down. an alpha species. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good That's stuff. <laughs> was that one? That was great. <laughs> okay. Uh, so another one of mine. So beer, it turns out, is theorized by one man to be the reason for modern farming. Um, University of Pennsylvania anthropologist uh, Solomon Katz theorized that the accidental discovery of beer is the reason that we moved from hunting and ga- hunting and gathering to investing in farming methods. This, he says, is because 10,000 years ago in Mesopotamia, a man accidentally brewed a barrel of beer when he was trying to make gruel, which is basically, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that to sound disgusting? I didn't know what gruel was. Apparently, it's just like wheat and barley soaked in water. And natural yeast got into this soaking, uh, which turned it into alcohol um, when left to sit. And so he discovered originally that this meant that the grain was less likely to rot. And he also discovered that when he drank it, it made him feel really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so it became really desired that they keep brewing this, which motivated people to try to like plant and cultivate seeds. And it's his theory that um, because farming is such hard work that we might not have made the transition at that period in history from hunting, gathering to farming 
um, without the motivation of like getting a pint of beer at the end of it. <laughs> so thank you to that, that Mesopotamian man. I mean, I do like beer. Also, thanks Mesopotamian man, who's will remain unnamed. Okay, moving right along. Continue. <laughs> this one is also potato chip related. Frito-Lay launched a new chip called Wow Chips in 1998. And these were a fat-free potato chip that contained olestra, which is a calorie-free fat substitute that caused the chips, if overeaten, to act as an extreme laxative. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's why they're called (laughs) wow chips. Frito-Lay had to discontinue their chips, the the wow chip, due to pending lawsuits from customers claiming severe health concerns and fiery explosive diarrhea. Oh, my God. They should call it like the holy shit chip. The holy shit. The wow chip. The wow chip. (laughs) Yes. That's fantastic, Michelle. I like that we both have chip related uh, blunders. So many mistakes related to chip. So many mistakes made in the snack industry. Great. Okay. So uh, my next one, we're going back to Britain. Back to Britain. Um, So. This one's about a man who made a critical mistake when applying for a job under the Prime Minister Clement Attlee. Attlee had offered this man a job, but during the interview, the man began fawning over the Prime Minister's role because he was just so excited because this was a really high-ranked like cabinet position. And he was like, Thank you so much for this job, and like praising him and his whole like um, cabinet and politics and everything. And he the man claimed that he couldn't believe that he was important enough to achieve such an amazing position. And in response, Atlee said, all right then, and withdrew the job offer. (laughs) (laughs) So this man's blunder, this one comes with a lesson, is always have confidence in your job interviews. Never undersell yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, your employer won't either. All right, this one. Um, So, you know, okay, you know when like sometimes you have like two things in your hands and like the wrong hand does the wrong thing like sure. like like something like you're you're like skipping rocks and eating a sandwich say at the same and time eat- and <laughs> then you accidentally eat the rock and throw the sandwich into the water okay mm-hmm. so yeah uh this about that exact <laughs> <laughs> how did you know self is a pretty good blunder mm-hmm. um i can't make this shit up but then again um so okay so that yeah this unknown criminal in germany was robbing a bank with a gun in one hand and a bag in the other hand. And he told the teller to fill up the bag with 700,000 euros in cash. Instead of giving him the bag, he handed over the gun to the teller. And the teller just picked it up and pointed it at the robber. (laughs) (laughs) You dummy. What a dumb fuck. Oh my god. (laughs) That's why, though, like... I, I don't know what I was going to say. Criminality is stupid. Yeah. Is what I was going to say. There's I some think. dummies in the criminal industry. Yeah, um, there are a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the smartest, I would say like the dumbest smart people. I feel like I'm going to get, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble with like a mob boss somewhere, but like the dumbest smart people are the ones who end up like going into crime because they yeah. can't work within the system. So they yeah. have to break it. I know plenty of those people in my life. So. Yeah. I should be afraid. Yeah. Coming to the CW in March. I feel like that's like a TV show. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. My next one is about vegetables, Michelle. So 
1989, a group of historian nutritionists, <laughs> which like, is that a dream job? That sounds pretty dope. Or awful. I don't know. That sounds great. Theorized that King Henry VIII might have been a much more stable ruler had he eaten his vegetables. Oh my gosh. Um, Henry VIII's diet consisted pretty much only of meat and alcohol. Me too. Which like we've, I mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I I was, <laughs> I put an anecdote in here that I pretty much went into an entire like three months of college eating nothing more than like the Kraft mac and cheese singles. Mm, those are good. Um, but anyway, but um, towards the end of his life, Henry VIII was captured in portraits with his puffy face and he's like surrounded in his obese body. And he, <laughs> he was described as also as having bad breath, drastic mood swings and quote unquote fungus legs. which sounds awful um but all of which describe symptoms of scurvy so they theorize that it's possible that like at the very least some of his mood swings and drastic like more drastic crazy decisions might have been attributed to like having scurvy and they also theorize that it's also totally possible that he could have just as likely died from scurvy as he did from gout or syphilis other theories for what like how he died of natural causes and scurvy can be prevented by eating your vegetables so eat your vegetables everyone oh don't get scurvy yeah don't eat oh my god eat your eat more than just meat and alcohol i just looked up a i just looked up images of fungus legs ew they are the most oh god do (laughs) not do that i'm picturing just legs covered in fungus fuck that's exactly what it is that's okay. exactly what you will find. Other lesson is don't look up fungus legs unless you think you have it. Unless you're just ready to have a wild night. <laughs> wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> unless you're a little like bit drunk and you're ready to just be just, scared. Um, yeah. Okay. This one's short. This one just made me laugh. Um, there, uh, there is a toilet brush that you can buy that oh. exists. Um, if you look it up on the internet, you can buy it. It is a toilet brush that is one single tool. So like, so, you know, you normally have like the the plunger and the brush and like a caddy. Right. This is one single tool. It is both a brush and a plunger. The brush is on one end and the plunger is on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> so just think about you that. You operate it with like by putting your face in the plunger and just like you have to, and down. You have to hold the plunger <laughs> to scrub your toilet and you have to hold the scrubber to plunge your toilet. <laughs> this is that is that like a real product that's first that you can buy somewhere i think you can buy it i didn't try to like actually look for it but like there is a site that has (laughs) images of them and um ebay probably needs some i think it needs some beta testing i'm sure it's been discontinued no (laughs) someone (laughs) caught some disease from it after grasping it while they were plunging their toilet yeah all right my my next one back in britain again another british one oh those british people they make so many mistakes those british people less than the united states though i'd say so i think we're um you know i mean we all we're all dummies sometimes we've said it i think we've said it before we were all there's idiots everywhere right we are we are idiots too we we yes we all do stupid yeah. things sometimes. Um, okay, so this man did something, two very stupid things. <laughs> so one, so uh, British man Peter Ryan Bart 
I think in the 1960s-ish time, was accused of murdering his wife because supposedly she was a, quote, wife of convenience, (laughs) a.k.a. she was like a beard. She was a a woman that he married to hide that he was Mm -hmm. like to disguise the fact that he was gay from his employer. Uh Um, And then suddenly she disappeared like shortly after the marriage. So everyone suspected Peter, um, but they didn't like have any evidence to convict him. Until 20 years later, a former co-worker of Peter's told the police that Peter had described the murder to him and, like, confessed to him that he had killed his wife. And then, the year was 1983, Pete Miners, right next to Peter's house, discovered a skull 300 yards away from his home. What the fuck? So when Peter heard about the discovery of the skull, he immediately went to the police and confessed to the murder of his wife, believing that, like, he was going to get caught. Yeah. Um, He was sentenced to life in prison that December. However, by the time the sentence was, like, delivered, Uh um, the skull had been analyzed, and it was determined that the skull found was actually from Roman times and had no connection at all to the murder case. God damn it. So so if he hadn't confessed, there's a good chance that he probably would have gotten away with it. Um, But I'm going to say that the lesson learned here... Um, regardless of that fact, is uh, that you should always confess to murder and don't murder people. Yeah. Because you're going to get caught at some point. You will get caught. caught. In this day and age, you will get caught. Yes. Just don't do it. There's other things to do, like with your time, with your life. Like, just do something else. Okay. (laughs) Great. So I can, should I? Oh, yes. Are you, do you, are you done? Do you have any more? So that that's my that's the end of my um non-personal murders or murders. murders. <laughs> we'll cut all this out. Now let's talk about our personal murders. Um that's the <laughs> end of my non-personal blunders. But do we want to go into our our personal blunders for the week or life? My, sure, my, both of that. My blunder, well, you you go first, Michelle. You want me to go first? Okay. Okay. So <laughs> my blunder. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm the scholarship director for my collegiate section of Society of Women Engineers. So it's my responsibility to like collect money and distribute it out to our scholarship applicants and everything. Important stuff. Okay. So we have this one donor. (laughs) She's a family donor. So like they donate every year. It's a family. They donate $5,000 to our section. They're, you know, we respect them a lot. They're amazing. They, and they usually you know, give their money to us through like a physical check. And I was not aware of this. I also was not aware that her husband is dead. (laughs) So I had not. So apparently we had received the check, like somebody else in our section had received the check, but I wasn't informed that the check was received. So I emailed her, but her email address is in her husband's name. So like whenever I like hover over the email it says her husband's name so i addressed the email oh no in as mr in their last name so i sent this email and i had no idea and i didn't discover this until her okay so i <laughs> i also didn't know a third thing i didn't know this family that's a donor they are the family of our faculty advisor for our section so (laughs) this donor is our faculty advisor's mom so this is like an 80 year old woman that i was sending this email to Mm -hmm. whose husband had just died (laughs) oh just died 
I think it was like five years ago, but still, still though, no, it's pretty fresh. Um, oh boy. So I got I got an email from our faculty advisor and she was like, Michelle, it's really hard to convey tone in an email. So I don't want to make you think that you've done anything really wrong. Oh, no. But I got a call from my mom about this email that you sent. <laughs> And I was like, and she was like, first of all, she's really concerned because you said that they you hadn't received the check. And I'm pretty sure you guys did. And also you like addressed her as like Mr. And I was like, oh my God. I like I was freaking the fuck out. So I like I was I started crying, Rebecca. I like freaked out. I mean, yeah, I would have I would have been very upset with my So I wrote this like long like apologetic email and like telling her like I had you know like this is like I'm so sorry and like you know I hope that you can come to like our event and you can mm-hmm. like, meet me I want to meet you personally and like thank you and all this stuff and it was like literally I was so proud of this email it was like the most professional <laughs> apology that's ever happened mm, and and then she emailed me back apology accepted thanks and then oh. put like in parentheses your name sounds french so it was literally like like, like not only like the blunder here not only was that i made those three mistakes by not really knowing what was happening but also that i think it wasn't as big of a deal as like i made it to be like i feel like she didn't give a fuck at all but i mean, i, like, I would have been upset out of it yeah. yeah it like if it was me and i was in your spot i would have probably reacted the same way i, I would have felt like, so bad i it was like a monday and i had class and i just straight up didn't go to class because like i have to write this email now like i have to i took like an yeah. hour and a half writing this email and i was just like this is more important than anything yeah and it apparently was not that big of a deal <laughs> she was like common mistake no big deal <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> Well, I'm glad it worked out. It did I'm work out. She wasn't she wasn't very she wasn't traumatized. No, I don't think she was traumatized at all. I don't think she really gave a shit. Yeah. It's just scary when you get like a call from someone saying from like my, so my mom called me and uh yeah. <laughs> she also whenever someone says prefaces especially in an email, it is hard to convey tone. When someone starts an email by saying, so I want you to know you didn't do anything wrong. You're I know. Like, no, what did I do? <laughs> I messed it up. I did something wrong. <laughs> I did something bad. Yeah. Wow. Michelle. I'm anyway, sorry. She still I'm- donated and I'm going to hopefully meet her virtually at this event. So that's good. And you guys got, you did get the check. Yeah, we did get the check. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Mrs. Thank uh, you, I won't say your name. Donor. You, you will not be thank broadcast you. on this show. Yes. You're helping young minds be molded you are okay um so my personal blunder is one that you might remember michelle so i i actually dug deep into my past for this blunder oh this i love is it a childhood blunder i hope i remember it um so i i preface this episode by saying that michelle and i are very lazy people um what if it's possible m- me as a like 12 year old just imagine the laziest i was even lazier <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> um so there was like we hit a certain age and i don't remember how old we were maybe i was closer to 14 and you were like 12 um when our parents basically realized that we were old enough to start helping out with chores um and i 100 
associate like that discovery with the fact that Michelle would just start doing the chores without being asked and for no rewards while I did literally nothing. Um, so our parents, <laughs> <laughs> our dad approached us um, to taking like a very modern approach to parenting, which I appreciate. And like basically like offering us like the opportunity, quote unquote, to do chores for money. He proposed that we'd have like he'd give us like a weekly allowance, I think of like $10 and exchanging in exchange for helping out with chores. Michelle did it like you were on board. And I'm pretty sure I remember you making like $20 like a week regularly because you'd basically just clean the whole house unprompted. (laughs) I, however, remember distinctly deciding that I'd rather do nothing and lose the money since I was so lazy that there wasn't anything I really wanted anyway. And in my mind, I was like, okay, I would rather pay $10 a week to never do any chores at all. And so that's basically what I did. So our dad was like, do you want an allowance? And I was like, no, thanks. And I was just thinking about that the other day. And I was like, how much wealthier would I be if I had accepted that $10 allowance, like from the age of like 13 through the rest of high school? Well, Rebecca, I can tell you how much wealthier you would be because I actually was the one who got your share. (laughs) I got double because I did all of your work and my work unprompted (laughs) I would have done it anyway I would have done it anyway you were like (laughs) because I couldn't handle the house being disorderly yeah Michelle was like it's dirty and I'd be like yeah but like you just I just don't go over there so uh, yeah and I'm like Rebecca I hate you I just don't go to that part of the house when it's dirty and then if I wait like two days Michelle will clean it and then I can go over there again just freaking taking advantage of my like just inability to cope with chaos yeah basically because I knew you would do it I was like if I leave it long enough someone in this house is going to do it before I do I'm the one in this house who cares the least so that gives me the advantage (laughs) great but I was also poor as a teenager well not really I don't know I didn't well whatever but like you didn't have your own you didn't have your own money when you were I didn't have my own money I had to go beg you also you also tried to get a job at roundtable and then I took your job Michelle stole my job (laughs) oh my god this is unrelated but this is a betrayal (laughs) my first job I was a college freshman coming home for the summer and I applied to roundtable by our house it was in walking distance for a summer job and I told Michelle that I was doing that and she applied for the same job and she stole the job I got it it was funny because when I didn't (laughs) well I think I honestly believe that I was the reason you didn't get that job I think it was because he the manager recognized our names and he was like did your sister apply here too and I was like yeah "Yeah." and he's like wait so she lives in Oregon and I was like yeah "Yeah." Yeah. she goes to school there you ratted me out well because I told him too I was like it's just for the summer because I live out of state but maybe he didn't process that okay I also remember too you got interviewed first because you were like in town yeah and I remember you told me that one of the questions he asked during the interview was if you were any kind of animal what animal would you be and I remember you you said you told me what your answer was and I was like remember thinking that is the best answer like there's you no stole way. it 
No, I was like, I don't remember what I said, but I was like, there's no possible way that I can beat that answer. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I knew going in, I wasn't going to get it because of that solely but you said that you were though Rebecca (laughs) weren't you you the one who just said you need to be confident in an interview (laughs) okay I was confident but like I mean I showed up I dressed nice I gave my best shot I don't remember what animal I said I was I think I went with something like generic hoping that it would like like the genericness of it would be still strong enough to like knock yours out because it was so weird. Did you say like a house cat so that I can no, lay around I said a li- and eat the rest of because my life? I was like, because nothing. the lioness is the one who like goes after the antelope and all the other like lions are just lying in the shade being lazy. Oh, wow. Rebecca. Which is 100% not accurate. That's a lie. Based on my previous story. I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> Wait, Michelle, do you remember what answer you gave? I said that I would be the mantis shrimp, mm-hmm. a mantis shrimp, because yeah. they are kind of rainbow and they are the closest thing that the natural world can get to a superhero because yeah. they shoot supersonic water out of their little claw things when they clamp them together. Yeah. Best answer I've ever heard. It was so good. I was like, I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> it's funny because the only reason I knew that was because like literally a week prior to that my like uh current the boyfriend at the time had like told me that and I was like damn that is so cool oh really and then I, I thought you like, got it from um the most extreme because that animal won the most extreme they yeah I didn't it's like the loudest though. animal or something it's the, the loudest animal, animal in the world yeah, yeah. it's like it's so loud that it shoots Or it's the fastest or something, but it's like either so loud or so fast that it like boils the water around its claw. Yeah. (laughs) When it snaps its shaky little thing. And I was like, that literally Uh, is the coolest animal. Like there's no animal that can defeat that. Well, this was a very successful episode, I think. This is a great successful little, little teeny mini, it's little smart, little smart, a smart, so Uh, a fast, a speedy, a speedy pop, a speedy blund. It's tiny. Yeah. It's, Okay, because we're always confused with the blend, a blender instead of a blender, where it's like the blender set to level five. It's so fast. Yeah, it's it's so fast that you could you could blink your ears and you would miss it. It's as fast as the fucking the mantis shrimp. Oh, it's so fast. It's the closest thing to being a superhero. All right. Well. All right. Well, thank um, you, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We goodbye. Uh, oh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. We'll see you. We'll probably won't ever see you, but we'll you'll hear us soon. It'll be like you're with us. Okay. Yeah, goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> I love you, Michelle. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> goodbye.